0: Top, top, top. Hey, 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 everybody. It's I, Hope Giselle, Hope disguise, And I'm coming at you all to, uh, today, 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 today. It is today. <laughs> with another episode of Can We Talk with Hope Giselle. This episode, first and foremost, I'm super excited about it because... <laughs> be jealous. I have one of the content creators, AKA the content queen. Okay. Be jealous. Just be jealous. Just be jealous. Like I know you're jealous already. Like you're in your car and you're riding and you're listening to this and you're jealous and you don't even know who it is yet, but you just, just be jealous already. Cause I have her on my podcast slash multimedia cast and you don't. So just be Just be jealous, but I'm going to share her with you. Miss Danielle Young is here today to talk all things Black girl magic, body positivity, and whatever else we decide that we want to talk about today. And I am super excited to have her on. If you have no idea who this woman is, then I'm going to need you to get familiar. Just get familiar with Danielle Young and the way that she has single-handedly changed the content creation game. And without further ado, I'm just going to bring her on up in here. Wow! (laughs) I'm so Uh,
1: That was like, I was like, was that, is that me?
0: (laughs) That's you. you. That is, that is you. I like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I really, first and foremost, let me give you your flowers because I feel like What a lot of people don't understand is that you have single-handedly changed the game for so many different types of Black women in this content creation game. And it's because you broke the boundaries by not giving a fuck about the fact that they were there. And I just look (laughs) up to you in so many ways as it pertains to being a Black woman in media and setting the tone for the ways that our stories are told, the way that you wanna tell your story, the way that you wanna share your voice with us. And it's just, it, it becomes this space of like, true inspiration and I see so many young black women in your comments that are just saying like oh my god you inspire me and it's for a multitude of different reasons like you are a multi-hyphenate if I ever did see one and we are just grateful for you and so if you have not gotten your flowers from anyone else I'm going to give them to you publicly before I even start taking (laughs) all of your access and things
1: oh that's amazing I'm so (laughs) I be getting so embarrassed but I'm I'm grateful it means a lot because i just be living my life. And I i was shocked to know that that could be an inspiration for people. So that's dope. Thank you.
0: I just, so, I mean, let, let's hop into it, right? <laughs> so we had our dream job at Essence. We've had a couple of dream, dr- dream jobs, right? And yeah. then we woke up one day and we said, you know what? Screw living the dream job through someone else's lens, paycheck, time clock i'm gonna do this for me in the way that i see fit for danielle how did that happen what was the like what what was the process behind all that
1: Uh, okay so it wasn't i want to make sure people are clear um it's not a wake up and and i decided right like you have a feeling in the pit of your gut when you're sitting at your desk um you you just it's my girl aj calls them god dots it's like a you it's an intuition you know you have a feeling some of us go with those things some of us ignore those things a lot of us ignore those things for a long time and just keep working a job because um a job is a job or i got to take care of it and, and, and in my case a job is my dream job hmm. so you know i would ignore those little moments or those little things in the pit of my gut that would make me feel away um, and then eventually they get worse And the nagging of it all inside of you gets worse um, It gets harder to go there Like physically go there um, I, I started, I'm going to speak for myself I started coming out of my character You know, I'm typically a pretty joyful person um, Some would say effervescent <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was feeling, I just I had nothing to give. I was feeling just low, 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 um, and I wouldn't dare blame it on other people. Um, but a lot of the the contribution of that that feeling was like myself knowing that I was in a space that I needed to get out of, and and yes, being treated in a way and having to work in a way that was really difficult. Um, And so, yeah, it it was a lot at once, but I did make a decision at a point in 2020 early um, when it was still regular old life out here. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it until like April and then I'm going to take a leap because I'm scared. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I know what I want to do, but like, how am I going to make money doing that without? working for people. Because at this point, that was a decision that I did make. Um, I was like I don't want to work for anybody anymore. Right. I want to figure out a way. And I've said this since I was young and before having a career. But I was like, I want to get paid to be me. I don't want to have to do things, you know what I mean, that are just to do something. I want to do things that are an extension of who I am and the things I love and the things that mean a lot to me, the things that just give me energy and bring me joy. Like, I want to do that stuff uh-huh. and get paid <laughs> for it. Um, so I said that and I have no evidence, really, other than the fact that I have built my journalism career over the last 14 years right. um, and, and made contacts throughout that career and throughout that time. Um, and that's all I had. But that's like more than I had when I moved to New York years ago. So I was like, okay, we're just going to try it. But then, (laughs) girl, remix. I don't know. Got to be doing things sometimes. I got fired in March, Mm. March 3rd. I remember the day I was trying to edit the video. I got the meeting put on my calendar towards the end of the day. I was like mm, mandatory, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and I was trying to edit a video so that I could get it done before I went to that meeting. Hilarious now. Um, and so that was the day that I got fired. And of course, you are a person in this world. You got hit with the pandemic just like me, just like me. Literally, like two weeks later. Um, after being fired. Um, but the funny thing is, this wasn't my first time being fired in this media space. So the first time around, I was much younger, much greener. Um, but it still turned around really quickly and pivoted. And the root was like, Come over here and create some content. Do what you right. want to do. Right. Um, so that was my first time in my career getting to see because I knew I wanted to be a journalist. That's what I went to school for and landing that job at Hello Beautiful as an editor I was like, okay, everything's digital. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm a journalist. I'm gonna I'm do these interviews I'm gonna do I'm gonna do these stories. I'm gonna try to tell the next story from the gossip headline. Um, and so I was able to build myself up in that but in that it was a lot of weirdness. I didn't understand it at that time because I was so young but to have it reoccur at my last position, I was like, oh, you get too big for people, or you, your light is too bright for people. Yeah. Um, and you don't mean no harm. You just be out here trying to do Living. something awesome and feel good. I literally love when I feel good about the thing that I'm putting out. And I have to feel that way about everything that I put out. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it was a list. And I used to do those listicles back in the day.
0: Yes. Remember when
1: I started doing the listicles? Yes, doing those listicles back in the day and I was taking pride in that. Like, so that's what I experienced in those places. But every, that first time, and even now with having the confidence, like I was like scared, but immediately it pivoted. Like it took maybe a day Before someone was offering me, shout out to Brandy Victorian at Madame Noir. She offered me a column, which really just helped me feel like, okay, it's not me. I'm not a bad employee. I'm not a bad journalist. I can do the job. So I had that like immediately, (laughs) like right after I got fired. And (laughs) then the root called. And I was like, huh, I'm like the root. They're, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were trying to be cooler. <laughs> and I was like, okay. That's exactly what the, the chief content officer at the time told me. Like, I am just would love to have you here for a three month span. We have this amount of money because we've been purchased at that time by Univision. Um, and she was like, I'll give you this amount of money, which is more money than I had ever seen. <laughs> Create content for us. Make us cool. Make people care. And I was like, Oh, okay, all right. Same so much. I went and like, right. This lifestyle editor because I did move up before I got fired. Um, so I was this lifestyle editor, and then I became a producer, a content, social content producer. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew when they showed me to the office, it was in this Univision office space near Times Square. They had two tv studios that were just not being used just and just empty um but like in the middle of manhattan and i was like what (laughs) she was like yeah you know we this is our space too you can feel free to like you i was like girl i'm about to create all the digital shows. (laughs) I didn't even know what I was going to do when I got that. I got the job because they liked my work and Mm -hmm. what I was talking about when it came to Black people. And then, boom, here I am in the job. Then you show me the studio space. And I was like, bet. Um, A man, Israel, I call him my boo, he was managing that studio space at the time for Univision. So he was just in there wasting away. They had edit rooms. Both studios had green rooms. And I'm like, yo, people, media companies usually don't even have that type of luxury inside their office spaces. And so when I came in and I met him, I was like, I'm going to shoot every day. And Mm. he was like, my god, thank you. I love this so much. So we just started teaming up. He was editing everything for me. We were both learning a lot, doing a lot. I created like live programming on Facebook. I was hosting that show and producing that show every week. Um, and it talked about everything from like HR professionals, black HR professionals in the experience. Cause you know, we'd be in the job like, it's fine, everything's fine. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> So just having like black HR professionals up there to have their uh, experiences to let people know like what it really is to have somebody in there who cares within that position. Um, talking to breast cancer survivors talking to all types of communities Mar- marginalized communities are my thing you know as a part of <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> those, those, those my people um so bringing a lot of those conversations to a platform like the root was really powerful um i also had talking a talking head show called out loud um an interview series like i was just creating so much for them um and stayed there for a while and then essence came running, um, and they created a position for me as a video producer and a host. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) what (laughs) is my life? Are you kidding me? I will take it. Um, And then that became something different when I got in there. And it just kept being different and kept being different and kept being different um, to the point where I got put into a red carpet Role and you know, she's in her 30s. (laughs) She had been doing this thing for a while, was doing red carpets as an intern way back when the ankles and knees were just right breezy, not a problem. Six hours on the carpet, fine, you can handle it. Um, but then to be put on there at that point in my career, I was like, What? But you know what? This is my dream, I'm gonna make it work. So I was just like, Listen. I'm a freak every carpet I can get, right? right, I was going to all of them, the little Netflix premieres. I went to the Grinch. I actually got a really cute viral moment with Tyler, the Creator, because he was the composer of the Grinch soundtrack. What? I was like, oh, I'm going to that carpet. (laughs) Hopefully, Tyler, the Creator will show up. And he did. And he saw me, because I was one of the only Black people. (laughs) (laughs) on the carpet and he gave me a little moment that was just so black boy joy, just about the possibilities of, of having this moment in his career to score a movie like this, like, and it, and it did numbers. And instead of being (laughs) supportive, I was like, well, how did you do that? And this and that. And, um, I was just like, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden I, you know, after doing so well and being and believing, that like, okay, it doesn't matter where the medium is, I can figure out how to create something impactful. And then to know that the Oscars and the Grammys and all of that are red carpets, I was like, oh, this is about to be lit. (sighs) Hope. I was then told, I told you things got different a lot. (laughs) I was told that I was no longer the red carpet person and I couldn't go to this, that, and the third. And it was just, I was like, those were some of those little God dots that I talked about earlier that it was just like, girl, you know, it's time, it's time for you to move on. So like, yeah, one of the last carpet experiences um, was getting to do NAACP. I did Emmys the year before and that had a viral moment. So it was just like all these dope things were happening, but it was so many limitations, so many blocks. Um, And then for that final, (laughs) For me to not even get to make the final decision and, f- and for it to be made for me, mm-hmm. to be like, you're fired. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. So that was really like why I, I was in the, the space of like, I'm not going to work for nobody else. This has been a cool ride. But I'm going to try something for myself this I time.
0: First of all, like having that backstory is something different because, like, even, you know, like we were talking about off camera, this is a space where I want people to kind of be able to have those fly on the wall, like, oh my God, like that happened to me too moment. And like, literally, that story is. Is, is very reminiscent of the way that I like, I like started mine, like leaving college and being like, I'm gonna do makeup. I did not go to school for makeup. That wasn't my passion. Like, I, like you know, like my passion was was journalism and, and theater. And I wanted to teach people and be able to do all of the things. And, you know, I get my dream job. I, I land this job at Mac that I didn't know that I wanted until like senior year and i'm like store managing and like we make a million dollar oh, yeah. store. I mean it was a whole thing like we make a million dollar store. I'm this black trans woman in this store doing these things and one day i was just like mm, y'all don't appreciate me. And i'm doing all of these things and all of this stuff is happening and there's all of these numbers that are flying at you all and y'all are coming and and it's doing all of these things but y'all don't appreciate this. And, and I appreciate being here because this ain't what I really want to be doing. I want to be doing social justice work. I want to be fighting for the marginalized communities because marginalized people are my thing, too. Those are my <laughs> those are my people. Those are my friends, right? Right. And it got to the point where I was physically tired. I would wake up in the morning just physically tired of having to get myself ready to go to a place that didn't appreciate for lack of a better word, mm. my genius. And um, you move into these spaces where you're busting your hump and you're going above and beyond. And it's crazy, like you said, um, like you you worked your tail off to get that video done before going to this meeting where you would ultimately be fired, right? Uh, and so you're even on the way out, you're still you're trying, to
1: you're trying to she deliver. She just came back from the NAACP awards trying to give you that good content.
0: Yes but it, it, none of those things matter because that good it content matters. when you outgrow the source then the source has to do away with you and what i find and, and and even you know in moments even in moments where there's potential for growth or there's potential for you know things to happen i i will never forget um, because this is one of my good friends, but it'll it'll also stir a little bit of tea. So I'm not gonna give the name of this person because I'll, I'll I i do not want to stir no tea. Because I, yes. I definitely take I take this as um, I take this as a learning lesson, and I saw it as a compliment when it happened. But I was a personal assistant, you know, to somebody that we all know. And I remember when I was fired, she said to me, she was like, "Hope I need an Emily, and you are not an Emily." And she was like, and as long as you are trying to be Miranda, we can't do this personal assistant thing. And she was like, and I see you being able to be that, you know? And so I'm going to have to let you go because I need an Emily. And and that's just not you. And at the time, I was just like, but bitch, I don't give a shit if you need an Emily. I need a job. Like, But, she saw,
1: but what? She, she saw saw. what she saw.
0: But she saw what she saw and even now looking at our relationship and seeing the way that we see each other and how she sees me and she's like I told you you wasn't an Emily like I told you I knew I was gonna see you here. I knew I knew I was gonna you you got a couple of steps to climb but I knew I was gonna see you right and It's one of those moments where some people can do that. Some corporations can do that and they can do that in love. but mm-hmm. I find that a lot of folks like when they start to realize that you're not an Emily, rather than allowing you the space to spread your wings to go and do something great, they get rid of you and then try to bury your existence. And that is something that I... That is something that I see happen a lot of the time with Black content creators, but especially Black women. Because it's just like, there's always this uplifting. As long as I'm a part of the machine that makes everything go round on your clock, I am, you know, the God sent Messiah and all of my praises are being sung. But the second that it becomes... Danielle Young of Essence and not Essence featuring Danielle Young, now it's a problem. The second that it becomes this particular store, you know, <laughs> featuring, you know, these other artists and as told by Hope Giselle, then it's a problem. The second that it becomes, you know, this particular activism story as told by Hope versus, you know, HRC presents Hope, then it's just like, wait, you, you your, your name can't be bigger than the placard.
1: And and, 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 there's something, and there's something so much to that, too, because as the person and as humble as you try to make sure that you are, yeah. because you don't want to be, this, well, you know, I'm bigger than that. It's not even like that. Like, I don't even come with that energy. Wow. I, I come with the energy of trying to contribute to our greater good. I want to work here. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like. So to hear that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the vibe of it. And it's so sad to me, too, because as a Black woman in this space and, and my size and everything that I am, it is very apparent. And it was. It was very apparent. Now things are a little different. But it was very apparent that there was one to two spaces for even just a Black girl. In certain, in certain spaces, editorially, digitally, within media, you know? And a lot of these girls in my level and, and, and above have had to fight and elbow and push and do things and say things and be outside of their character or maybe even in their character to make sure that they get the spot. And so, like when I feel those things or I hear those things that they say and I see the way that they move or the things that they do, I'm like, yo, I get it. I I get it. But it really doesn't have to be that way. And I felt that same, like in a time in my career where I didn't have any actual evidence that it didn't have to be that way because I saw that it was that way. But I was like, yo, it really doesn't. And now being on this side, so, you know, just out here and getting so much like work, I'm like, Is, <laughs> was it always this much work? Right. Because sometimes I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm good for this, but I know three other Black women that you should maybe think about or put on your list or I always try to do that wherever possible because I'm like these are so many blessings that are coming. I had no idea. Some sometimes I'm like what me? Y'all want me to sit down with Yaya Abdul Mateen and mm. all of his glory. Mm. As if I'm on a date. Like they said that. Universal Pictures came to me and said that. Not even like we were going to interview him and Paint and Sip. They were like, you specifically, we want you to flirt with him. We want you to have a good. And I would have done it for free, Hope. For free.
0: for free. OK. <laughs> and then they
1: gave me a coin for it. <laughs> I was like, so these moments were always happening. Yes. But because of however you feel that you need to elbow me and make sure I don't get somewhere, or make sure the next girl doesn't get somewhere, we don't even hear about these opportunities. No. And then you see them at a variety. You see them at a Hollywood reporter. You see them, and then you're like, "Well, we film experts over here too. Like we, you know, we pop culture." And All so time. now that I'm out here getting these gigs. I'm like, "Yo, there's just way too much to be had to feel like you have to hoard."
0: I want to talk a little, I want to talk a little bit about, because I I know that for me, um, just as a black trans woman, I struggle a lot with my body and my image and the way that I look on camera and all of the things. And so I know, and then on top of that, I, I mean, I lost a little weight, you know, (laughs) but 40 pounds to be exact, but, (laughs) you know, like coming into the industry, like I wasn't, you know, an Indian or I, I'm—I wasn't given Laverne Cox or you know Angelica, like, it. Yeah. and and so there's this body image thing that comes with being a black woman on camera, because we are we're constantly compared to these white women, these Latinx women that we are already preferred over, right? The preference is already not black women, yeah, and so then when you add on these other things. How is that like navigating that space being a full figure black woman in these media spaces where people are just like, well, y'all ain't had nobody, y'all couldn't get, you know, somebody else to do that that's more classically beautiful? Like how
1: mm, I don't, you know, I really wish I had an answer, but have like I I don't care. Mm, I don't care. I've never cared. I didn't care when I was at Hello Beautiful and I had a boss that tell, told me I wouldn't be on camera. Like, no, that's not that's not the space for you. I didn't care then. Like I hurt my feelings at the time, but I was like, you know what, that's fine. I'll just do it for myself. I always had that type of thought process. Like, okay, you're not going to let me do it. And maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a little bit what makes me like maybe not a great employee. <laughs> You know, I feel like rebellious spirits are, are entrepreneurial spirits. Those are people that are just like individual minded, and those don't always make for the greatest of employees because, you know, there's a lot of just shut up and do that you have to do at any job. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it it wasn't people's nose and whatever. Like, if I could pick up and do something on my own, I can. Like, you can't stop me from using my phone or whatever at home to do YouTube tutorials and reviews and things. Like if you don't want me to do that for the brand, then okay. But I can do it for myself cuz I'm still going to do that. Like if it's something that I want to do and it's not ever for me like intention is is one of my biggest things that I hold dearly. And I know that my intention is to be creative and have an outlet. My intention is not to do something in spite of a boss at this particular job telling me I can't do a thing or I shouldn't do a thing or I would never be able to do a thing. If I want to do it, I'm gonna do the thing. (laughs) But the intention is not spite. The intention is, girl, I want to do the thing. You're doing
0: it. So yeah, you know, you're doing it. It's not even, it's not, I wanna do like at this point, Danielle, you're like, you're you're doing it. And you're exactly. doing it in a way that's so authentic to you.
1: Exactly. And that's like also something that I never gave much thought to to have people, and it, it makes me emotional because so many times throughout my career, to have people, even like, even from like me feeling hurt and cheated by made, being made into a red carpet correspondent in my 30s. And going out there and doing it anyway. But then to have people come up to me, telling me they've been watching me, that they see me. And it's it's girls that I used to want to be when I was a teenager. And I used to write stories. And I was always skinny and cute and had mixed hair edges and just like, (laughs) like all these types of things that I just laugh at now. I'm like, girl. But like girls who look like what I wanted to always be coming up to me, telling me that they feel inspired, motivated, just that they love me. They love watching me. They want to be me. Girl, (laughs) I wanted to be you. That's crazy. So, I mean, it is definitely like a battery in my back situation when that kind of stuff happens because we are also insecure. There's so much to be insecure about at all times because we're not living a life where we're not seeing other people's everything. We see other people's everything all the time. It's very hard to not see it. So insecurities are are real and very like a living, breathing thing. So tomorrow I can wake up and deal with it again. You know, I'm going to deal with it the next day. I'm going to deal with it in another situation. So I already know that that's something I have to kind of just battle up against. And so I give myself like affirmations. Like I give myself love in the same way that these people be giving it to me. Like I have my moments where I'm like, you are the worst (laughs) you need to you know but i even like even trying to come up with an example i was like i can't think of it and i'm so glad because it's been so long since i've been down on me i've done that i've done it so much so many years but i feel better affirming myself like i notice it in 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 every like i've made it a practice and i notice it like even when my my trainer i work out with a trainer because i Can't do it by myself. Um, Not motivated enough to do that by myself. So I work out with this trainer and I've worked out with him for over 10 years now, on and off, you know, the relationship, on and off. Um, But even he noticed the language. Like, instead of like, when I'm hesitating to do something, I used to be like, I can't, like, my body won't do it. But now I'm just like, you can do it, girl. Come on. Just put the, okay, just put the hand down. Okay, just put the foot down. See. look. And then I'll talk to myself like that instead. Um, so it just takes that daily practice to be honest to work it, just like you would a muscle to train it, just like you would anything else, your craft, whatever. Like you have to put that into yourself. And I, I say it all the time. I need to treat myself like somebody I care about, the same way you would treat your boo, the same way that you treat that person you infatuated with. Treat that person that you would buy a PS five for, right? now <laughs> mm-hmm. no questions asked i mm-hmm. treat myself like that and i oh. love myself like that so I, it makes it a little bit that, a little
0: easier i was gonna say because that, that's a practice that i i think that i've been really indoctrinating for myself and then for my hopefuls is just being able to give yourself that love that you so freely give to other people Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like give, give that same energy to you. Like you say, that same energy that you give into that boo, that bae that person that you would willingly right now go and drop that five hundred on. Listen, like, not not a question. Here you go. Without question, here you go. You 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 got it. A thousand dollars that I can't even use.
1: You got it. You're playing the game and you would buy it. So like, what are you doing for yourself in that way? you know how are you even if you even if it's the same energy you give when you just scroll at like instagram and you yes your homegirls and you yes your emoji and you all that i do that for me yes i try to make i'm I, I look at myself that's something that is i mean you you're on camera you do it all the time too you're already doing that but i make sure like that is something that i picked up early um, early therapy sessions in my twenties yeah. 20- that I used to try to avoid when I was a child, you know, doing childish things. But the intimacy of looking at yourself, filter free, lighting free, like I do that. And of course, you see the things that you don't want to see or you don't like or they're not where you want it to be yet, or you just, you know, just need that adjustment. Or I just, but like, I don't look at it like that because. Tomorrow might not come, I might not get that adjustment, I might not lose that five pounds, I might not get that surgery, I might not get this, I might not get that, you know what I mean? Like you might not. And instead of looking at it as a negative, my perspective of that is I have this now. I have this body now, this body supports me, it's gotten me here, which has not been easy so that already deserves a little bit of grace you know what i mean i'm heavier than most my knees have had to work extra hard for 36 years but they still support me because i also support them i do physical therapy still i broke my foot what five years ago at this point three four years ago i still do physical therapy because i was so off balance that everything got messed up my back, my knee like it messed up everything because of wearing the boot and being on the crutches and being on a cane. So I still do physical therapy to support myself years later because it's important. And I've seen what it looks like when you don't support your body. So for that, if it's a physical thing, but it's also emotional too because you're just like. <laughs> there's so much that you want and I get it but if it's if it's right now that can be okay that you can be fine with not to the point of like I don't care about anything I don't need anything I'm content here but to the point of like okay she good look at look at what things she can do you know what I mean there's there's always something for me to be like, giving myself gratitude around, giving myself grace for.
0: I think um, I'm in that space now where it's just like, because I recently decided that I wanted to go ahead and just have SRS. And for those people who don't understand what that is, that's the, um, in in trans world, it is the surgery, so to speak. Um, Congratulations. um, Thank you. But it was one of those things where like for so long I fought it. And I bought it for a multitude of reasons. Like I was just like, well, you know, like what if the guy that I'm dating doesn't support it? Or like how that is my mom? Is up to you, right? Right. All of all of those things are up all to All the me. things. Like, you know, how are your parents gonna take it? How are all of that? And you sit in all of that and like I think for me, what it was was like three months ago, I just realized like this is my body. And this body has supported me like over the last, you know, 27 years. And so I'm just like, and all the choices that I've made for myself and all of the decisions that I've decided to embrace for myself have been good thus far. And I wouldn't do anything to myself, you know, or or harm myself in ways I trust myself, right? And I think that that's the thing is that a lot of the times when we move into these decisions or when we are having these conversations about what we want to do next and how we want to support ourselves and self-care, self-love, you know, um, shout out to uh, Christina. But it's just, it's one of those things where, like, we don't realize and we don't acknowledge the idea that you got to trust yourself first. And so the reason why a lot of the time we uh-huh. hold ourselves back or we're speaking negatively or we have those days where we're just like, I don't feel it for myself and I am horrible. It's because I don't trust myself to believe that everything that I've done up until this point has led me somewhere that's going to be positive. And once mm. I stop doubting the idea that I can trust you know, my process and the process that I've chosen for myself. Everything started to open up. All of my my world started to open up. And I stopped mm-hmm. doubting the idea of putting out a GoFundMe. I was like, well, who am I to raise money for a surgery when there are kids out here who don't have a kidney or need a heart transplant? You like,
1: always need hearts and kidneys, honey. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. I think it's so crazy because we, I think we hear it so much throughout our entire life lives around the idea of selfish being so bad so negative but it's never like so many things it's never allowed to coexist like i can be self selfish and selfless it can exist how dare like and how dare anybody like ever tell people that they don't they shouldn't Care deeply about themselves, but then tell me to self-care and self-love. Well, which is it? <laughs> I can't self-care and self-love if I'm selfish. If I'm not selfish, I'm just saying because there's always going to be a million things going on. Always a million things to contribute to, to, contribute to, things to do, things to be a, things to work, and this and the to-do list. But, like, when we take the time to actually pour into ourselves and care about ourselves and treat ourselves, that's selfish time. And it's okay to be that way because we have to learn that our lives are our own. A lot of us <laughs> have to go through so much therapy to realize that we have to let go of whatever we're holding on to from our parents or whoever raised us or, the, you know, that. Just because your parent wasn't a bad parent doesn't mean that they could can't be toxic. Um, You know, it's just we all have to let that go. Like our lives are our own, and to make decisions that are going to contribute to our own lives, those are big decisions. And I think that we deserve to be selfless, selfish. In order to make them, and selfless can come in in so many other ways. But like when it comes to my, me and my life, I'm gonna be selfish.
0: <laughs> I got, have no choice. I, I got. Have, you have. You have. I no have points. to lose this.
1: Right. And I'm. I'm a person who refuses to just be in here. I'm drumming it. I want to live a life. I, like, I don't care what level of career of, of finances I'm on. I want to live a life. I've always felt that way. And I have always lived that way. So why not build the one that I want in the moment? It could change. But I think that's the cool thing. Like, I get to have fun building and rebuilding.
0: I saw last night on your story that you had a date night. See help. <laughs> Cause it was coming. I do my research. Um because every good journalist does their research because I love you.
1: So, I thought we was just being
0: deep. We look. And I mean no because this is still because what I this is still a deep thing. Because I saw that you had a date night and to me I feel like even those moments our self-care and and for me like the fact of like just looking at the food on the plate and and seeing how good like and 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 being able to visualize the conversation and 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 you know just the moment of like we don't post it unless we feel like it's going to be good or unless it was good and so how else are you treating yourself like outside of date nights outside of you know communicating with people that you feel like you know are going to add to your space like How else are you loving on Danielle?
1: How else am I loving on Danielle? Um, this time has been very much loving on me, like creating skin regimens and stuff. The skin is getting extra clear and gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so I'm like really giving myself time to get into that buying plants. I see your gorgeous plants behind. Well, you know, your new home. <laughs> your gorgeous plants. like i I'm, I'm loving that. Um. Just like cooking and reading and wearing perfume, putting on good lotions and just getting my pedicure—not as often, but at least getting one—you know, every once in a while—I um, do miss that because I was an every two weeks kind of girl.
0: I am they just
1: gotta didn't matter the season. I don't care Staying how many I have to pull off. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Um, so yeah, to reduce that has been sad, but it's still nice to get out there and, and go every once in a while. Um, what else am I in here doing? I'm working a lot because I'm building, you know, this is where we are now, building this brand. But even that I feel like is loving up on myself because it's me and it's mine. Like a week or so ago, I sat down with Jill Scott in my house for my show you know what i mean that to me felt like loving up on myself cuz Jill Scott it's just uh her whole thing is a hug like her whole, her whole her whole situation is a hug um and yeah i think just really even for the <laughs> for the date part of it allowing myself to connect with someone um Especially after feeling so, you know, just hurt and jaded and just like looking at people, like, but yeah, allowing myself to actually feel connected to somebody is nice. Um, I'm in here writing. That's giving me a lot of self love. Where you go? <laughs> yeah, I'm in here writing. I'm in here just listening to music, dancing making dancing videos. I used to never really like, I would just be picture girl. I'll give you a full body, but like showing myself on camera and like movement, I was never that girl. Um, just cause I got a bodacious body and I just don't be wanting <laughs> the commentary. But I'm like starting to embrace that a little bit more to share that um, and give myself, you know, feel myself a little bit more in that regard. And that's only happened during this pandemic and being at home. It's
0: got me feeling like sexy. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, look here, because I've done so much stuff during this pandemic that I did not, that I'd never like bikinis. I would never wear a bikini. Like I, I ran away from two piece, one piece, whatever the piece, like I, I ran away from it. And like, even with, you know, sort of like this weight loss journey thing, like, I remember like just what I was saying, like sp- spending so much time, like caring about other people, but not really taking that time to like love on me. And during this pandemic, I was like, I feel sexy. Let's go to the gym. Let's let's do that thing. Let's put on that two piece and, and girl, what they see, they see and what they don't, they don't. And what they're here for, they're here for. I don't for, know what like, it is, but I like the energy. The energy in this pandemic is just full of black girl magic. (laughs) Like
1: it is. Like, I know it's a horrible time. I know so much is going on, but this sheltering in place situation, it has not it has not been the worst. It is not. It really hasn't. I actually prefer it a little bit.
0: Especially, especially for the folks who have needed this time to be forced to love themselves, right? in the world pre, you know, COVID, in the world pre-shelter in place, all of us who are searching for excuses to not give ourselves, you know, our flowers, we've been forced to like, no, you can't focus on Gam Gam right now because you can't go over there. Right. No, you can't, you, you can't, you know, overdo your job at work because once the Zoom call ends, so does your job, you know, right. and it's one of those things where at this point we've, all had time, like ample time to just, like you said, sit with yourself and love on all of those parts of you that you haven't been able to truly love on. Like I'm sitting here with no makeup, knowing that I'm going to release this, knowing that like this is Danielle Young. Like, I would have never though. Like I would, I would have- also would have never, you. I get that. I would have never. And there's something about being able to sit with yourself and look at yourself every day in the mirror and be like, Those bags that I was worried about, those bags, like they're not that bad. And if they are, let me figure out that skin routine that's gonna help me get rid of that. Let me let me get my natural glow. I'm sick of these filters. I'm sick of these filters. Sick. Not your
1: eyeballs. Stop. They're
0: not. Those are not mine. They're not. They're not, I'm gonna buy some
1: contacts, but those are not mine. Those Listen, mine. I'd be like, those are not your cheekbones, because I had to tell myself that at one point. I was like, you have to stop filtering, like, girl, not no knocking anybody, because they are nice in certain regards, and you know it's a fun time. Yes, but let's not be ignorant to the way that this technology is morphing us, and the way that the access to like instant plastic surgery on your iphone it, it it's uh, it's dangerous it's very dangerous
0: look yeah because space chronicles will have you feeling like you have to live up to that and re- and when you don't it puts you in a fo- i remember being in a space where i would edit every single photo every single one was always edited and it was just like it got to the point where i was like when i would get into the mirror. And you had wait! I thought my skin was. I'm not dewy I like my that. Skin was, and my chin was supposed to be.
1: Also, I do have moles. Girl, I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, my lips are dark.
0: My, but my nose. <laughs> because on the picture that I posted, to, my nose was like. <laughs> And you're not doing that in this mirror right now, and like I think that is—it's it's, it's one of those things where it's like, while it, it is, while it's a good time sometimes to be able to do your own little quick nip, nip tuck. What I've learned in this pandemic is being able to be okay with the things that are naturally occurring, in real time.
1: I have to be okay with me, and I say okay because that's the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum we can build up to liking. And loving, because liking is a whole different
0: story. A whole different thing. That's a whole.
1: Um. <laughs> okay. Now that the pandemic spent a couple spent a couple moments being like, you don't like you. You're not. <laughs> but you do have to get to those moments, like you have to climb those ladders. But at the very least, you have to be okay mm-hmm. with you. Now
0: what has been what is the what has been the one thing i guess the most the most i guess the hardest thing that you've had to check yourself on during this time
1: oh during this time
0: mm-hmm. while you while we've been doing all of this reflecting in this deep talk like what's that one thing that you was like mm. the well
1: i guess these it's one thing but it plays into each other okay um, and it's that's my Alexa. And I just do not know how to turn off those those announcements. She'd be telling me to drink water and call a friend <laughs> <laughs> for a walk. She'd be, she be coming in. Um, but yeah, these things kind of go hand in hand. And it's a big lesson that I've been learning through the pandemic. And it's about my time management, as well as uh, something you were talking about earlier, integrity, trusting yourself. Um, that's I, I call integrity trusting yourself doing what you say you're going to do. And so that has been a big lesson for me during this time because I'm on my own. There's nobody holding me accountable for the things that I need to get done but me. Um, And in some regards, like I have an assistant now. And so sometimes she'll hit me and I'll be like, oh, you're right, I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, But like just creating these lists are helping me um, like regimented time list. I know that might be a lot for some people, but for me, it helps me be a lot more you know, connected to my integrity um, and also getting the things done in a timely manner. I kind of picked it up from my homegirl, Cecily. Shout out to you, Cecily. Love you. That um, fat black girl, everybody loves her. But she was telling me, uh, like during a writing project that we did together, she was like, OK, so we're going to do this. I'm going to set my timer for an hour. And at first, I was like, <laughs> don't do that. But it made me be so much more efficient knowing that we had that hour. And not only did it make me feel efficient, but I knew after that I didn't have to extend my day because I didn't get that shit done (laughs) within that hour. And it made me feel really good. And even in times when we would finish before the hour, I was like, okay, it just puts a little fire under you. So I just adopted that and started putting regimented time schedule of like my day. Okay, girl, you need to take this 30 minutes and do this. And I also put breaks in there. So it's taught me also like, okay, you can get these things done within a four hour span. But in that four hours, could you take 20 minutes? Could I have a a 10 minute break before this interview? You know, So it's getting me a lot better organized around my time and, and my integrity. So that's been my biggest lesson during this time.
0: I think that um, one of the hardest things for me uh, that I've had to check myself on is allowing people to live rent-free in my head. (laughs) Um, And Now, that is a lesson. Look here, allowing people to live rent-free in my head and just occupy space that they don't pay for. And it's been one of those things where it's a hard thing to kick because we as people, we're taught to be social beings. We're taught to, you know, like, really, like, allow folks and, and, and their thoughts and their opinions to sort of fester, whether they be positive or negative, Yeah. Um, sometimes allowing those things be, be a positive or negative to occupy that space for too long can be detrimental, because too much of anything, whether it be a good or a bad thing, is, is, yeah. is a bad thing. Um, and so I've been training myself to truly take what I need from the situation and let everything else go. And then after I take the things that I need, I don't hold on to them mentally. I write them down and I come back to them. And so journaling has been this thing that has been super important and imperative to my my thought process because it enables me to sort of lock these thoughts away write and, just them, them. and just leave them rather than I'm sitting up here all day.
1: Or even being, taking them to somebody else. Because you. sometimes you'd be saying the stuff and you're like, yeah. this sounds... I shouldn't even be sharing this. Like why am I coming to you with this
0: with with the things? With when all I can of the things. It in my journal, I can
1: put it out there. Somebody can hear it in this regard
0: <laughs>
1: without you looking crazy because you care about that thing.
0: And it, it it's one of those things it's um what was the there's a song by Givin. There's a song Ooh. by Givin. Love him. And him. it's one of those things where he says um, you know, my friends are going to look at me crazy because I keep doing, like, you know, like if I keep saying, oh, um, uh, I can't say I love you no more because my friends are going to think I'm crazy for sure. Right. And like, when you sit back at some of the things that we come to our friends with and we'd be like, I'd oh, be
1: so embarrassed. I'm like, I hate to know that I cared so much about that thing
0: about that, thing. that person
1: or that interaction or that whatever, or that petty reason like this person didn't like my post or like I cannot believe some of the stuff that I come to my people with.
0: Now I've just learned to journal it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I took so many things in the journal and then honestly after you write them down it's amazing like the way that you can just move on with your day. Like it's amazing how like you put some of this stuff down on paper and you close you that book. And then you be sitting there like, so is Cole's phone open today? Because <laughs> you can just move on. Just move on and, and and just like and just be. So I guess as we get ready to wrap up, I wanna ask you the generic, you know, the generic question. What do you have to say for like all the aspiring young Danielle young? <coughs> Uh, you know, and, and like and all of the girls that look like us and look up to and all those women that look up to you, like what do you have to say to those women just maneuvering through the folds of life right now?
1: Child, just know that y'all matter to the world, to so many. Um, and I think, you know, you they have I want them to know that there is value in their lives just by living it. Um I have had zero, and I always say zero evidence, zero evidence, because I'm big on faith, which is the lack of any evidence, but believing anyway. Right? Um, I think, I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have a little tattoo. I was like, I do have a tattoo. Oh. Of faith. <laughs> do you have that too?
0: Yeah, so, so this one says hope changes, but it's crazy that you have faith and I, I have hope. Okay.
1: I'm right. so like hope, like
0: okay, all
1: right. <laughs> no, faith is so my thing. Um. And so I always say, like, you know, without evidence, without evidence, because I am a living, breathing testimony of without having any receipts, evidence of any kind, that I could make it into something, that I could make an impact, that I could be something that people see and feel inspired. I'm like, I, I did not know. I didn't have no clue. So keep feeling yourself. Keep loving yourself, keep pouring into yourself and believing that yourself has value here without the evidence of it, because I know how the world is. So if I could offer anything, I would say that. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter where you want to go in your life. If you're trying to be like me or if you're trying to be just the best seamstress, baker, candlestick maker. (laughs) just do something like whatever the something is do it with pride and and with some type of connection to it um, never just do to do and honestly your your whole existence just you living in this world is important and you genuinely have everything that you need right here right now in here to like survive and to succeed. So
0: you have everything. you can do it. Yeah, you I literally
1: it. have every, because people do honestly think that if I had this, well, when I get to that, you know, like that's when I'll be able to. That's when I'll do that. That's when I'll be the person that I want. And I'm so big on the right now, because people always think that it's something outside of themselves that's gonna motivate them or inspire them or be the thing that changes their life or changes their world. And I don't believe in behaving that way or living that way or looking at life that way. I say all the time, you, you, you are the shot. Do not need to move, like you do not need to move in this world as if someone else needs to give you the shot. You literally are the shot, like, Go for, go for what you know.
0: And with that, everybody, this is. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Like I can't stand some of y'all. Like I sit here and I'm just getting all of my life and I forget that, you know, I'm actually supposed to be like navigating and producing something. Cause I'll just be like, uh-huh. talk, to me <laughs> talk to me a little bit more about that thing that you just, yeah. said. You're so cool jealous, I, um, What's next what, what, are the, what do you have coming up that people should be looking out for Which should be we... I, I,
1: I usually do not like Asking that question because I'm like I'm working on everything But I'm very excited I'm going to be shooting my Ivy Park Box this weekend Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Blue Ivy really told her mama To send me a box y'all And I'm just like wow <laughs> um, <laughs> That is crazy Down to the shoes and socks so I'm very excited. Cannot believe it. Um, going to be shooting that Park Ivy Park box this weekend, so stay tuned for the reveal. You know there are going to be pictures. There's going to be a real. It's going to be an episode of my show. <laughs> you want a whole make,
0: Ivy Park box episode?
1: I'm going to make it a little reality show moment, uh, oh, a little reality boy. show satire. I'm um, gonna- <laughs> Cause that's what I'm excited. Because the show, the Danielle Young show, gives me the space um, and the opportunity to literally have so much fun within my talent. You know, I have a theater degree as well as a, as a journalism degree. You know, theater girls, <laughs> journalism girls. Yes. Um, so I just I'm excited to be able to actually lean into that talent and show people that I can do a lot of different things. So that show is hella exciting. There's so much to come with that show. Um, up and through 2021, November, November, 2021, um, because it's going to be a year long process with this show and Facebook. Um, And there's, I think there's going to be a lot more happening. No, I know. We don't have evidence. Manifestation. Manifestation. We don't have
0: evidence, but there's going to
1: be so much more, like I believe in my heart and soul. There's going to be so much more uh, storytelling from me interview series podcasts shows we're gonna be doing things
0: it's already done yes it's already done (laughs) thank you so much for spending the time and sharing your energy and sharing all of your gems i hope that y'all pick them up because i've been picking up and sweeping up gems this entire time so i hope y'all got y'all some from the ones that i left um (laughs) but I, I, I'm just elated to have your voice out there. I'm elated to see your, your beautiful face every day coming out at me with something else, whether it be something funny or educational or black or queer or just whatever. You come up with all of the things, and so I just, <laughs> I, I'm appreciative of all of, of your voices. Um, oh. And if y'all are not following her, y'all need to make sure that y'all are following her. Check her out, visit her website, look at her content, both old and new. Get familiar with this woman because y'all are gonna see a lot more of her. So just get familiar. Get familiar now. So, you, so I want you to be on, on the first part of the bandwagon. Cause you know, those people that hang off the, the back part, the, the you know, the back part bandwagon, y'all might get dropped off on the way, you know, but those people on the beginning, you know, you got a better shot. <laughs> um but like i say this time and every time everybody peace love and hope i will talk to y'all next week on another episode of can we talk with hope to giselle
1: bye guys
0: bye and